And welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and joining me as always, Pastor Barry Edgman, the founder of Father Seekers. Pastor Barry, how are you doing, sir? Hey, Keith. Really good. So, we don't usually date, but we do. We do every single week. (laughs) (laughs) We we don't usually date, but we do it about once a week. Yeah. So, it was like 80 degrees yesterday, and this morning, it's a cool 60. Yeah. It's perfect weather. It's Green Bay. The it's, bay. It's 40, 40 hours. We'll switch it from legitimately, it's very hot. I need my AC on to yeah. I need to switch the heat on. Yeah. And the, they say that it could actually have flurries tonight. I mean, really? that's, that's like really? a two day swing can do that. Yeah. Are you kidding? Uh, no, not flurries tonight. I don't think Flurry. so. Okay. But it's definitely possible. In, in the bay, anything is possible, right? In sure. this bay. Sure. Anything. Sure. But it's a beautiful place to live. Yeah. The misconception with Green Bay is that uh, people think that we're, that it's just terrifyingly cold all year long. Yeah. And it really, it is really cold for two months, three months out of the year tops. Yeah. And then it's moderately cold for six of them. Yeah. But when it's hot, it is, it is a hot, hot year. You know, we've talked about the muggy thing. Like mm-hmm. it, it does get a little sticky here, but it, it's not like, it's not That's like, like Memphis. It's not like Louisiana muggy. Yeah. Yeah. Nolens. Yeah. Not like that. Yeah. It's not that type of muggy, but it's definitely like a, if you're not expecting it, you're like, oh, I didn't think it got this hot yeah. in Green Bay. The beauty is though, all the wind off the lakes. Yeah. That's really, I love that. Yeah. The, the wind off the lakes is cooling and yet can be part of the reason why it gets so humid. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not humid like this in the desert because there's no water, yeah. but we are surrounded by, uh, I mean, what they say, Minnesota is the land of the lakes, but actually Wisconsin has more lakes than Minnesota. Yeah. See, there's there's state trivia that nobody knew yeah. until you told them. Yeah, Wisconsin technically <laughs> has more lakes than Minnesota, and because of just this, uh, and then they're large mm. bodies of water. I mean, they're significantly big bodies of water, but mm. because of that, uh, uh, amplifies why it gets so humid mm. during our summer months. So mm-hmm. uh, we're coming off Memorial Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it was good. It was, it really, was really, nice. yeah, it was pleasant. Yeah, it was. So Monday, I, Monday I had some time outside and I was, I was thinking and praying on uh, just the people that haven't come home from serving our country. And, mm-hmm. you know, those moments of reflection over the weekend, I think, I think are, are uh, important for me to mm-hmm. boost my gratitude Mm. on that's a good way to say that having having what i have Mm -hmm. you know like i mean the weekend was we we had we cooked out every night of the week or every night of the weekend and uh my kids were outside playing and we had the music playing in the background Mm -hmm. when me and my wife were in our were in you know our 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 summer chairs yeah and i i know people going into this are like well you know don't say happy memorial day weekend Mm. um but i was happy i was i was happy and that comes with a price the happiness. There's a, there's a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a coin collector, but I, I'm an analogy coin guy. And one of the things that I know from some of my military friends is that they, when you, when you, on Veterans Day, when you thank them, they say, it's, it was my place, my honor. It's my, mm-hmm. never take any glory for it. But I, I've heard them mention, you know, their focus obviously on Memorial Day is for the honoring of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Correct. But in honoring that, they celebrate them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, the, and I think as we do that, like, 
Um, I'm tired of social media because uh, it's a necessary evil in this life. But it's always reactionary. It's neither. It's always either or. It's never both and. Yeah. And I think when we look at days like Memorial Day, where uh, men and women gave their lives, or they came home and they gave their lives because they were diseased and sick and ill and broken. Sure. Uh, I I think what we have to do is honor those people. And recognize their sacrifice and celebrate mm-hmm. their great hearts. But in so doing, by by honoring their memory, celebrate the freedoms that we do have, and and include the celebration of their lives in that. Yeah, and that's a way. That's the way I try to do Memorial Day. Me too. You know, just to celebrate, just Me exactly too. what you said. Let's. They did this for us, so we could do this. Yes, this is so yeah. our, our American lifestyle, the American way, or the American dream, all of it. The, we, I, I, I'm a believer, firm believer, that we are still the greatest country on earth because of its diversity, because of its ability to have such freedoms. But those come at a cost. It's interesting you bring that up because I've been reading some things about Watchman Nee. He was a, a church planter in China in the 40s. He was arrested and put in prison. He had the biggest underground uh, church in China. It's it's thriving today. But I, I was thinking about him, like, and other people in other countries who have done and made great sacrifices for the gospel. And I, I just thought, you know, America, you sometimes, sometimes you can be the biggest whiners over the smallest, most insignificant things. Because when we look at people who have given their life for our country or for people who have made great sacrifices of their lives in other countries for other significant things that changed culture and people, uh, we whine about some stuff, bro. Yeah. And we make we make little little things, big things that are not even on the scope of consideration for God, I believe, sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, I would say the the loudest people are usually the people that probably should be the quietest mm. and and I don't I don't disagree that the United States is I mean even they're looked upon from other countries like oh mm. come on US mm. but they have we have the ability to do that mm. because of w- w- the people we celebrated mm. over this last weekend and that's what makes this country so beautiful mm-hmm. is that we we have the ability to whine and and is it just is it is it is it like is it flattering most times no no or is it when you read some things or hear some people talk are you like oh you just put your palm in your head yeah most yeah. times but our country was designed to allow stuff like that well here's you know? my here's my thing as you know i scored on the on the fifth on the spiritual gift test thing there are 15 on the test and obviously you know what number 15 was for me is mercy oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) no surprise but i've got a i was talking to somebody just yesterday and i said you know i have a really short fuse for bs i just do Mm -hmm. it may be my age it may be i don't know but i just don't i just don't tolerate it well anymore and when i see people who disrespect our country Mm-hmm. and disrespect our military. Mm. It's like, for me, you know what, That's bro? Tough. That's real uh, you tough. You know what? Pack it up. That's really tough for me. Pack yeah. it up. Yeah. Because I've been to other countries as a non-combatant, but as a, a servant and a missionary, 
And I'll tell you now that those people, I had a woman, we're way off topic, oh, but I don't I, I, I kind of see how this is coming. I, yeah. Good. I had a woman, I was in Argentina one year, uh, with 30, 40 kids. We were doing a thing down in, um, uh, what's the capital of Argentina? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we were down there and this woman kept following us around. And so the missionary, I said, why is she and the little boy following us everywhere? And, and the little boy, you know, he made, he, he gravitated to the crowd cause we were all Americans and, you know, we were loud and obnoxious and everybody's going, Oh my God, the Americans are here. But yeah. So, this little dude, he just gravitated to us, and and at the end of the day, at the trip, this lady came to me and she she said something which I didn't understand the language, but the missionary interpreted, and and she said, "This lady wants you to take her son home with you." Oh, that's kind of that's sad. Yep, she that's, said, "I want I want him to go with you, so he'll have a better life here than he will here. Can you take him home?" Like, bro, she was serious. Like yeah. my heart, I didn't eat for days. I was my heart was broken yeah and i had three kids at home and i was going to take i was going to stuff the kid in a suitcase and give him a you know an air tank or something try to get him over but you it just we we have no idea how wonderfully blessed we are even if we're we're in in major trouble our i've heard it said that some of the poorest people and I'm, i don't agree with this but some some of the poorest people in this nation are some of the richest in the world just because of our country. Now, I don't agree with that totally because there are certain things that we would have to vet and we would have to lay a, a, a very strategic matrix over to define that. But here's what I know. I know that many of us in this country are blessed beyond measure and mm-hmm. we're blessed beyond what we deserve. Yeah. And we're blessed because God has smiled upon us individually and he's done so because of kindness and grace. And I know that there's a day coming when we'll stand before him. And if we don't recognize, and if we don't in this life be kind and loving and generous to people, we're going to pay a significant price in eternity. I can tell you that. I know that for sure. Well, you can't, you can't have all the good without some of the bad. Like there's always two sides to a coin. Mm -hmm. Um, America and it's beautiful freedoms. It's, I mean, we have a lot of geographical space. Uh, the the different the different cultures, and I like the I love that the United States is just so. I yes. mean, I'm a traveler, yeah, and you go too. to just even different parts of the United States, and you are completely protected under the law yeah. of the United States. But yeah. it feels like you're in a completely different area yeah. area of the world. Uh, just the 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 things that for every loud and obnoxious person, they're you you, you kind of like I know that you don't have a lot of patience or mercy, but when you when I look back, I'm when I sit back in my chair, I'm like, well, that's what makes this that's what makes all this work. Yeah, you know, that's what makes this machine operate. Not always perfect. Yeah, but beautiful. Well, I think you're talking about harmonic balance. Yeah, yeah, and so that uh, actually is is the segue into <laughs> into our into our episode. Good lead. So. Uh, we are currently in the the uh, the what if series, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up this mm-hmm. week. Now it's it's kind of like the best way to describe the first two episodes, and then the, essentially this third one is if you're kind of like in some lounge chairs with a couple guys with your boys, yeah, and someone says, you know what, if you could do anything, bro, what'd you do? And then the conversation that would spark from uh, from mm-hmm. that. So our first episode was uh, 
uh, what if, like what, what did you, if if you could do anything in your dreams, mm. like when you were a child, when you dreamed about what, where your life ended, how you matured and what you'd be doing either professionally, um, family driven, emotionally, what, what were those dreams? Because those dreams lay the groundwork for who the child inside you really is. Mm. Our, the last week's episode was, um, uh, how, how do you position yourself for that? Now, some, sometimes positioning means geographically, mm-hmm. and sometimes it means getting the right people in your life, mm-hmm. doing the, the right next steps to position yourself to be a better person. Like, if what if, if you could be anything, who are you going to be? And then once you pinpoint on who, you, who you're going to be, uh, how are you going to do it? And you, mm-hmm. you, it, it's always, it's, it's always on, on where you're positioning your next foot. You can't walk down a street without going left, right. You know, left, one, of, right. one of the things that, that we didn't talk about that just tick-tocked in my mind right there was when you said that, you, uh, there, there is, a, there is a, a really practical pathway to, to, to get to both of those things you're talking about that we talked about last week. And I think today's episode is the, if we were, if we were to put a takeaway on this episode, today the takeaway would be, and we're giving the takeaway away in the front and then and then unpack it. But the takeaway to what do you want to do? Where do you want to do it? Where do you want to go? Today, what do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who yeah, who who is who is the guy you want to be? Uh and I think that's the practical pathway to lead us home to the end of this series. And I want to start with an example that I've used before that I use now as one of the uh, one of the monumental markers in my life for every day. Uh, and that is, I believe that, that there's a guy when I meet Jesus and I stand before him and, and my prayer is that he says, uh, well done, beloved son. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sure glad you hear you wore me out with all those prayers. And then there's a guy standing there with Jesus and that guy is the guy who Jesus designed me to be. I don't want to be, I don't want that guy to be a stranger. I want to know that guy well. Yeah. In other words, I want that guy to be, I want to be a total reflection of that guy. Here's the perfect model of what Barry could have yeah, been yeah, on here, this earth. Yeah. And you want to, you want to at least yeah, be able to recognize yeah, the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know what? Some people say, uh, some people say it's too late. No, it's never too late. God can do miraculous things in moments. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely never too late. I mean, every day, I know it's it's like a cliche thing, but every day you can start over. Yeah, you can. You can be whoever you yeah. want today. Yeah, I'm living proof of that. You you are, and we know hundreds of guys between us who have done the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Hundreds of guys that have done it. And if they can't, God is no respecter of persons. But anyway, uh, who, who, who do you want to be? If time, money, talent, treasure, People, personnel, geography, whatever, whatever hesitation reservation you have. Who is it you want to be? I think that this is, while it's the last episode and it's supposed to be the over arc to close out a series, I think this is actually the easier of the things to say out loud. I think mm-hmm. as a man, uh, I'm, I'm 40 years old. If you ask me, like, who do you want to be? I have knee jerk, re- like a knee jerk reaction. And I can mm-hmm. do, I want to do this, be this, that, that, that. And but then I suppose the next one, the next harder question would be for me would be episode one. Like, what did, what did you want to be? 
Mm. And I'm like, oh, I have to think about that. See, but and then uh, and then if you go that, the hardest question was last week's. Well, yeah. how are you going to position yourself to do that? Yeah, that one seems like a hard, practical, like, well, because if I position myself to do that, do something, that means that someone's going to hold me accountable for it. It means that I have skin in the game. Yeah. This one is kind of an entry level. Like, who do you want to be? Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, and we talked about this in the mapping in the pre-show was, you know, this is, this is the pathway of the practical. It's, it's most of us start outside in, but Jesus starts inside out. You know, spiritual, spirituality is inside out. Mm -hmm. And this question goes to the core of who we are. Like who we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to reflect who we are in our inner man and our inner man. Simply, if you don't know what that means is your soul, your mind, will, emotions, intellect, your spirit, man, who you are, all that comes out in what you do and in how you say and how you live. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's give the listeners, uh, an easy layup. Barry, who do you want to be? Who do I want to be? Okay, I feel it's a good, it's an easier question now than it was when I was 40. It's so so it's going to be more difficult for me, you think? No, no. I think, I think. <laughs> but it'd be easier if I was no, your age. I was in a meeting the other day with a lot of young guns sitting around. And, and I asked a rhetorical question. Uh, and every person in this room with me at that moment, every person in this room could do anything they wanted to all 40 and under every one of them brilliant minds and i they were talking about uh uh being young and and managing and leading and about leading what they do and and then the the topic of old people came up and so i asked a question you know i because i don't say much i like to listen and watch and read read the room and see what little speech bubbles I imagine popping up out of people's head when they talk. But uh, I said, what do you think old people, wise, wise old Jesus people want to do with the rest of their lives? So everybody just sat and stared for a minute. And then this young gal, she said, they want to tell people what they know. Mm, I like that. That's all they want to do. I like that. I want to tell people what they know. So when you meet a wise, now there are some old fools. I can say this because I'm old. When you are one, you can talk like, you can, you can call them what they are. But there's some, just some old fools out there that that just open their mouth when they should just really sew it shut. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's indicative of someone's age, though. Well, here's my point. Older, older men ought to know better than to talk like a 12-year-old. Yeah. I was in a restaurant last night and heard a guy. He, he was talking like a 13-year-old guy, a 13-year-old kid. And it was like, bro, I, I literally leaned over and I said, you are seriously desperate, bro. Literally. Oh, my God. Like, had he not been so old, I would have walked over and just thumped his nose really good. It, it was He was just rude. Yeah. And I think that's why younger folks – they get turned off with older people because older people sometimes, the ones that are unwise, just open their mouth when they shouldn't. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think that that's necessarily an age thing, but I think that the grace with it, once you're when you're younger, I think can be acceptable as well. I mean, yeah, just a kid. inexperienced. Yeah. But, but, when, but you're when you're a, older, it's like, it's like you start bro, losing excuses. You ought to know better. You ought to know better. Yeah. Like, and, and don't, one of the things about, about men is when they try to be cute, they're not. 
when they try to be slick, they're not. They just make themselves look stupid. And one of the things about what do I want to do for the rest of my life, I feel like I've, I ask God every day for 20 more years. In 20 years, I'll be 83. So I want to spend the rest of my life investing in young fathers. Now, first, I want to invest in my three sons. That's number one. Number two is my spiritual sons. I have several of those and probably will have more someday. But then I want to spend the rest of my life investing in fathers, fatherless fathers. And then sitting around tables like I was with young leaders and just listening to them and 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 defining some things for them when they ask. You know, people I said this in that meeting, and, and this is apropos to this moment, this this point, and it's this, is that people, I told a young lady yesterday I was, I was talking to, and I said, when we send people information and share information with them, and it's to us important because of our personal mission and task and what we do, and they just take that information and write it off as insignificant or unimportant. Anytime you talk about that information again with them, in their mind, it's already cataloged and written off, written off as insignificant or unimportant. So then Jesus said he was talking about being truthful and telling, telling the story of the gospel. He said to the disciples, don't cast your pearls before swine. In other words, don't take this wonderful message and tell it to people who are going to disregard it and blow it off. Because the reason is that when you tell them and they're not ready to hear this, then they're going to categorize it and write it off as unimportant. So then the next time somebody mentions it, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. I, I don't I don't want to know anything about it. And it's the message that's going to save their lives. Yeah. So you have to say things two people at the right time. Yeah, you got to you got to know when and where you're positioned. Sometimes because you you're You know, some of the things you've said this morning is like every time you say a phrase it's like a song pops in my mind. Like <laughs> that one is you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. It's like and so look, I I were I mean as an adult, I mean, I've been in positions where I could speak to certain subjects in certain men's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh but you got to know when to not say it. Yeah. Because I'm in proximity doesn't mean I'm in placement. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. because I because I am around this human being doesn't mean that I'm necessarily the person to say it to this human being. You know, and that goes to what you say. Because I because I can doesn't always mean I should stop and be like, you know what? Da, 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 da. Because it, when mm. it comes from me, it won't mean as much. Yeah. But if it comes to somebody from their closer circle, yeah, it will mean worlds more. That's so true. That is true right there because neurologically. Or in with neuroscience, we create pathways in our minds. We say things over and over and over and create a, a, a mental pathway, and then we fall to default with that pathway. And if I were to say something, and I've said things to younger guys before after listening and hearing them and just assessing and using a little bit of discernment and wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, I've said things to them before, and they said, yeah, my dad used to say that to me all the time, and I said, I said, well, what happened? What, what, why didn't you heed that? Well, my dad was this, 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 and this. Yeah. So the message that he had was a great message, but he just didn't have relationship. Relationship. 
an old youth pastor saying from back in the day is rules without relationship creates chaos and, and, um, uh, dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. So like your song, I gotta know when to show them, when to hold them, when to fold them. Yeah. If I go around the earth trying to correct people, every opportunity I get, it, the lesson isn't for them. The lesson is actually for me. God saying, "You need to know when to shut up. Yeah, you need to know when to trust me, and I will put I will put you in position yeah. and there placement when there the time go. is right, and you'll know when the placement is right." Yeah. I used to work for this guy in Lakeland, Florida. His name's Wayne Blackburn. He was a really is a really he's still a pastor there at Victory Church and Assembly Assembly of God in Lakeland, Florida, and he he was. Uh, a really great, strong, like alpha dog leader, like a good, he was a good, good leader. And he said, people will change when they've experienced enough pain to not want to experience any more pain. Yeah. They'll change. Rock, you, you hit your rock bottom whenever, you, whenever you're ready to stop digging. Ken, Kendall, yeah, Kendall Bridges says you got to hit the bottom hard so you'll bounce up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so what, who, who do you want to, what do you want to, who do you want to be? I want to be the guy, I want to be the old guy that, uh, that is not looked on like an obnoxious old fool, mm-hmm. but a wise, a wise man. Do you think that bench is kind of low for you? Because you are definitely not look, you're, you're already that. Yeah. And I say the bench is low because if, if you just coast for the next 20 years at that. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think you're already checking that box. Yeah. So that's not a long term goal. That's a that's actually an assessment of where you are right now. That is an assessment. But what I want to do is I want to tweak and fine tune that. And I think I think being here with all the young leaders here has helped me do that. Yeah. And become a better listener and become more insightful to the generation and the culture. But what I want to do is amplify that that ability and that gift. Uh, not only nationally, but internationally, I think, because it's not, you know, from where I come from, if you know my story, it's like, you, you, you are not a big deal, man. Uh, but that's, those are the guys that God uses. Yeah. You're not a big deal, but I'm going to make you a big deal. The Bible is, is only full of people that were super unqualified to do the the miraculous things that were about to happen. Yeah. Unqualified and disqualified, (laughs) but God qualified them anyway. Yeah. It's like, he has a knack of, he has a knack of using the the throwaways in uh, beautiful perfection. Yeah. Confounds the wise. He confounds, confounds the foolish people with, with people who are like, no, I would have never picked them on my kickball team. Not that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily green light in today's world. That doesn't green light you for being like, well, I'm an idiot. This is good. Yeah. God. No, that's you. You have to, you have to be in placement and proximity to be used. Yeah. But, but then, then that's why, you know, again, the, the genius of how you lead the podcast is when we go back and say, what do you want to do? Where do you want to do it now? Who do you want to be? Because, in in who we want to be, who who what we do and where we do it at is simply a reflection of who we are on the inside. Mm-hmm. Like who, if if you plan, we can just cut to the chase and just say that that being a Jesus guy from your core is going to to well define your life, or not being a Jesus guy will well define your life. Either way, it's a 
it's a it's an either or in this situation. It's not a both hand. Because I think we were talking about a couple of people before before in the pre show. Uh like I would I would two guys that are outstanding in my mind who exemplify this, and there are more. There are far more. But just the two that rise to the occasion for me in this is their core reflects who they are and who Jesus is in them, in their business. In other words, their business amplifies their relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Jason Heinrichs. Yeah. And Nate Gosen. Yep. All day long. Yep. Like it's. They have it in spades. Yeah. It's, they don't talk about Jesus, but they live like mm-hmm. they disciple young leaders. They make people's lives better. I would think that it's impossible for anyone that's around those two men. Yeah. To, to not know oh, that they're yeah. Jesus people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you talk to their wives, and it's like, yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. Like with this. They're the real deal. And they're neither neither couple is perfect. They'll tell you that. I mean, you look at them and think, God, they're so, like, you hate them almost because they're so good looking, and they've got gorgeous wives, and it's like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I hate you, bro. <laughs> but then behind closed doors, you know that they're just people, too, and they have struggles, mm-hmm. but they've chosen to to exemplify the Lord Jesus in their core and live it out not only in business but with their their families. Yeah. Yeah, I I I couldn't agree more. They they and I tell them to tell those two very frequently that I learn how to be a better Jesus person yeah. by by yeah. being around you and yeah. watching you and they and they 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 always kind of throw it back at me they're like, "Well, that's what I'm doing with you." And it's yeah. like, "Well, maybe we're onto something here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the community, the the community of men thing um back to what i want to do i want i want when i leave like i think there's there's a date when you're born and a date when you die and then in between there's this little hyphen like what's in that hyphen for me is what i'm asking because one of the beauties about about scripture is that there's this promise that your latter days will be greater than your former. I think to your point and your question, I think that much, many of our former days were simply preparation for our latter days. Yeah. I, 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 I believe that we're on an, uh, a journey that it's like passing tests at school. Yeah. I, 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 you're, you're never retested entry level tests. It's like, in first grade, the uh, early sentence writing. Second grade, you mm-hmm. start adding more complex mathematics. Third grade, multiplication. Mm-hmm. Fourth grade, division. Uh, once you're like a senior in high school or or uh, a junior in college, they don't retest you on writing simplified simplified sentences. Yeah, they don't retest you on long division. They assume you know that. Well, Keith, it's just, they, they anticipate that you learned well in your earlier grades. But what, and, but what they do is they test you on more complex versions of your previous lesson. Okay, well done, well said, because that's that you just described the life of every man that's yeah. living. And some of us at 40 years old are, are still in third grade. Yep. And We're so acting a, like third grade. A question I get frequently is, well, how come, how, how come this keeps happening to me? And what I answer is because you haven't learned yet. Well, when once you once you, I have never been retested. Here's a new, here's another movie, is Back to the Future where, where the guys tapping McFly on the head, McFly, McFly. Like mm-hmm. I just want to do that sometimes. Like I want to tap people on the head and say McFly because it's like, 
like literally, literally, I, there's this one group that I sit in that I've just finished up with, and and there's a person that has the same prayer request every week. When, when are when are you going to learn to move on and get you know? There's so many things I want to say, but I'm filtering. So that's why the pause. But when are you going to get a grip on, look, I've got to, I got to get out of this hole and dig, quit digging and falling. I've got to climb out and move forward. I've got nothing wrong with praying about the same things. Don't get me wrong. But when you markedly see that there's no change and no, no definite, no definite forward movement, then we have to ask ourselves a question, and that question is, how serious are you about becoming, being a man? How serious are you about imitating the life of Christ in your life? i got to ask that. Yeah. Ask it of me. If there's no results, then it's likely that nothing's actually changing. Because if yeah. you change, I mean, science will tell you, if you change something, if you change even a variable, you will get a different result. When people, when when guys tell me, and I ask them, I ask leading questions a lot. I don't know if you know that or not. I ask a lot of rhetorical questions. <laughs> uh, like I asked this guy one thing uh, on a recent occasion. I said, hey, man, uh, where's, because we used this book in this meeting I was in. I said, where's your book? I said, I forgot it. When you tell me, I forgot it. What you just told me was this is this is not important for me right here, because I know if I forgot my book, if I if you forgot your book, I know that you've not cracked it this week. Yeah. If you tell me, if you tell me that uh, I just didn't do it or I don't want to do it, then you're telling me. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, Jesus is saying, out of the abundance of the soul, the mind, will, emotions, and intellect, your mouth speaks. Your mouth tells the story. I think for many men, and this is one of the things that I I wrestle with, is I try not to say anything unless I absolutely have to. Because I know that there's so much that's happened and transpired in me that I'm still filtering and looking at it with clear lenses, with journeyed wholeness lenses, with being healed lenses. And what I want to do is be careful and communicate that with people and help people understand, like the guys who say, I forgot or I don't want to do it. It's like, you know, you were there one time. that, that, That was you. So how can you communicate to these people who feel that way or they're struggling or they're going through it? Now, some people are just sluggards. They just don't want to do anything. They just want to do what they want to do and exist. Those people, uh, those guys, I think that the Lord has to help come along to a place where they're ready to move forward. And until they're ready to move forward, if the Lord can't move them forward and save them, I sure can't. So so why, why is it that I would expend a lot of time trying to convince them, even if the Lord can't, why should I try? So I try to be very careful and say to people and say to men uh, or, or draw them to a full assessment of self and to be honest. And if you're honest, then then there's half the battle. 
But if you're not in excusing things, then it becomes it becomes an issue, and then it screams loudly of who you really want to be in the moment. Okay. Yeah. So that was more of a rant than a statement. Well, uh, I, well, I'm I'm thinking then like how how do we position how do we position ourselves to be better versions of ourselves? I mean, once we've identified who we want to be, mm-hmm. and then I mean, I think a big maybe it's a big step because it's through my lenses. Mm-hmm. Like I think a big step is well, how are you going to position yourself? Mm-hmm. What's the I really see this episode as should have been, could have been episode one. Yeah. You know, how do we go from identifying what we want to be to the next step of, well, how do I get there? Okay. So that's easy. The easy part of that is, first of all, we have to determine, determine a model. Like who we all model ourselves after somebody and who do the, the, if, if I want to be a great, a great football player. I I find a football player that I think is really good in stats, etc. Prove prove that to be so, and then I begin to see what that guy does to to practice. See what he does to sharpen his skill to become a better football player. If I want to be a business guy, then I'm going to find somebody like a Jason Heinrichs or Nate Gosen. Or if I want to be if I want to be a um, a guy who just loves people and is just kind and wants to serve. I'm going to go hang out with the Dallas Cox. If I want to, if I want to uh, learn how to uh, be a great, a great, a great restaurant owner. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to ask Scott Van if I can wash dishes in this restaurant. At Plank Road in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Plank Road. Plank Road, Narrow Bridge. And there's a new one coming. Not going to unveil that yet. No. He can do that himself. Get the appetizer platter yeah. at Plank Road. Yeah. Yeah. And and two, yeah, the, the chips and salsa are Every, stellar. Oh, so good. The pizza is great. I don't know what that fool does. I'm so does hungry. It's, it's, so like, good. it's like 8.45 it's, uh, in the morning. Yeah. Or if you want, if you want to learn how to be a, a guy who knows what it's like uh, to have a great marriage and have be in business together with his wife. Talk to Jeff Gels and Julia. Oh gosh, yeah. Like they're just well. You you keep you keep rattling off people, and I don't know if all of our viewers know them. I hope that uh, some of our listeners know one or two of yeah. them. But where do where what's the common thread then? Yeah, the common thread is this: that there's all those same same people in your community. You just got to go fish them out. But here's all those people that we've mentioned. All those people are. And there's literally hundreds of more like them in our community of faith. Yeah. Go find a good, solid community of faith. Yeah. A growing, thriving. If if it's growing and thriving and the gospel is being preached, that's where you want to go. And how do you know the gospel is being preached? Because the Holy Spirit in you will confirm whether or not that's the true gospel and it's not a false gospel. But you find these people like that and you begin to build relationships with them and you begin to explore and examine their lives and ask them the how questions. And if they're really great Jesus people and they're they're at a point in their life where they're able to share and to coach and to lead, some people are not, but most of the time they are, you can begin to build relationships with them and just say, will you give me one hour a week, just one hour a week. I don't care if it's, if it's Marco Polo, if it's if it's Zoom, if it's I will buy your coffee, if just give me one hour a week yeah. and begin to build those relationships with those. Everybody that I just mentioned, 
because God has given them their success, they are more than, in fact, they would to the one say, I'm called to tell people and to help people get where I'm at. Yeah, a community of faith. I, I don't know how to do it any other way. No. I I don't know. Not to, not to the core of the core too of all these people are they're all Jesus people and they pursue Jesus first Yeah, in their lives with every ounce of their being. So you, so when I, I mean, could you go and find business mentors in a business uh, networking group? You probably can, but I don't yeah. know where their heart sits. Yeah. So they might give sound business advice, Yeah. but I don't, I can't promise you that they're going to care about you. Yeah, I agree. And I think if you're one of the guys, I'll just learn it on the internet and I'll, I'll read books. You know what? Good on you, mate. Great. But there's something you're going to miss with that. And I guarantee you, you'll miss it. And that is, I believe, I believe that there is a transference of spirits with people. Here's what that means. Uh, I believe when you're around really good people, that because of Jesus in them and that, that he is the core of their being, that who they are transfers to you. And, and spirit in the New Testament is not just an actual spirit per se, but it's also defined and could be understood as an attitude. And when you're around, when you're around Jeff and Julia, <laughs> it's like you can't be not happy. Yeah. When you're around uh when you're around uh Gosen, that's like, yeah, man, we can do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we can do Yeah. Or Heinrich, he's sitting back with his head cocked, his chin up, it's like, Yeah. 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 They're the there there's something about them that just comes out when they when they are who they are. They don't have to practice it. They don't have to they just are that. The their success uh I think is hand in hand with their heart. Like they are good people Indeed. and they're successful Indeed. because they're good people. Indeed, There are successful people that aren't good people out there. And there are a lot of people, you like know, that. and, and there are evil people who can transfer evil attitudes and spirits yeah. to you as well. And, and this is not hokey stuff, you know, read your Bible. But, uh, when, when you're around great people, you want to be around great people. Like you said something several weeks ago, find, find, uh, five guys find five guys smarter than you richer than you and place yourself try to get to the middle and then create a new group mm -hmm. like you're always you're like oh this is good like i'm i'm getting this right here because motives and intents are are good and they're holy and they're biblically based there there are guys that will teach you business and teach you things that you you can do well but you're gonna in the end it's it's not gonna be good in in anything you do or or restaurants or or entrepreneurship, what anything. Again, we're back to the core thing of is 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 the core and existence of my being. Am I am I imitating Jesus in what I say, do, think, and feel? You can't transmit something you haven't got. It bingo. So, bingo, so bongo, find people bongo. find people that have what you want mm -hmm. and go get it. I don't know if I had a dollar for every time you said that. I I. I'd, I'd have a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, for me, it's a life principle. It's true. It's a life principle. It's true. I, I in my experience and, and we're, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination certified, uh, counselors or anything, mm. but from my life experience, um, I have found the best well of knowledge and the best well of peace in my faith community. 
I, again, there are incredibly successful people out there that do not worship a God. Yeah. But true. I have not, I haven't grown with those people like I, even, even little, let alone marginally, like I have with my faith community. People, when, when they speak life into me, when they give life suggestions or tell me how it worked for them, uh, I, I, their heart is good in, in my let's, faith let's community. Talk, let's talk about that speak life thing, because that has a lot to do with the attitude piece, like transferring spirit, attitude, thinking, yeah, mindset. You know, for so many of us, when you when you sit down with guys and you hear the stories about their lives as a child or their dads or their moms, many of them will tell the story that their folks didn't speak life over them or didn't speak positively. What speaking life is, is acknowledging what is good that can be better as we grow in the Lord and noticing things in you that you're gifted at. And, and blessing those things and encouraging those things and and pointing you to hope and future and destiny and legacy and pushing you toward being all that you are designed to be. That's speaking life. That's leading people in life. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have that, you get discouraged and you get you get down and you don't have a reference point for being blessed or having people say nice things about you and to you and help you go further. You just get stuck. And I think Every time we do a podcast, I'm thinking about those guys that are stuck. Mm-hmm. How do we get those guys unstuck? That's what I think about. Yeah. I think to get unstuck first, you want to. You're going to want to have. Yeah. You're going to want to get unstuck. Okay, there's and a that, takeaway. And there's a there's a problem with 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 like how you're saying with the the guy in your group. Um, if you don't want help, nothing anyone's going to say around you is going to turn that switch on for you. Mm-hmm. It's like internally, you have to want it for yourself. Yeah. You, I, when I, when I first came to Christ, I, I knew I was a piece of garbage. Like my results had proven that I was a, I was not a productive member of society by while, while I judged myself on my intentions, the world judged me and rightfully so on my actions and my actions were terrible. So when I came to Christ, I had internally, I wanted, did I believe it could happen? No, my faith is really small at that point but I wanted change. Mm-hmm. And then when I got suggestions, when my, when I concluded that I, I, I have to change my life or, or I'm not going to make it then, uh, then God could work molding the clay. Yeah. I just needed to first admit I, I wanted to change. Yeah. Isn't that something though, that like, like here again, we always end up a little talking about the free moral agent of man. Yeah. And, uh, we have the choice to choose to pursue God fully and holy, W-H-O-L-Y, holy. Uh, or we we have the the free moral agent to stay like we are and try to cope with that imposition and, and habit. Yeah. And I, I think when the grace of God comes and the mercy of God comes, part of that is helping us get unstuck because of where you are. In other words, we're entrapped. We're where one old hymn says we're stuck in miry clay. Miry clay. Have you ever been in miry clay? I don't it's so. like your foot your foot sinks in the clay. It it impacts around your f- foot and there's a suction that pulls you in. And when you try to pull your leg out, 
Is that quicksand? No, quicksand is is fluid. Clay, it your foot goes down and there is a vacuum seal that pulls your foot down and there's no way that you alone can pull it out. Because when you push on one foot and try to pull up the left one, push with the right, pull up the left, there's a vacuum and it creases, increases, but you're forcing weight. The vacuum is forcing more weight and pressure down on your right leg and pushes your foot, right foot down further. So if you do get the left one out, you now are deeper on the right. So when God's grace and mercy comes in, he, he removes us from the miry clay. We gotta we, we gotta want to be removed. Yeah, yeah. We gotta want to be removed, and I, I I think that there's no other really answer to this whole series. Uh, who do you want to be? How are you gonna place yourself there? What were your dreams? Mm-hmm. Uh, other than if you want to change, you can. Yeah. And uh, there's no yeah. and and there's a hundred there's a hundred solutions I could say here on well how 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 do I change well yeah. you could do this you could do well, that yeah. you could do this yeah. but I can't give you with any certainty that they're gonna work the only one that I can give you a certainty yeah. is that through God yeah. with faith yeah. and you place yourself around other believing human beings that care about you then you're gonna yield results so here here are here are the the three takeaways. Number one, call on the name of the Lord. Simple. Yeah. Just call on his name. Number two, do what he says. Number three, imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. Every Everybody we've mentioned, ourselves included and hundreds of other people, they do that every day. Call on the name of the Lord. Do what he says. Imitate Christ. Easier said than done in some applications, I know. Sure. But, sure. but not impossible. That's and why community, you, man. And if you don't know, like, exactly, if you don't know how to do that today, get around a community that will teach yeah. you how to do it better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, and that's, that's the sum of it. If, I guess with one last question I would pose to our listeners, um, if this was your, if this was it, today was the last day, mm. would, you, would you be satisfied with mm. the effort you put in so far. Mm. Mm. That's a good, that's a good question. If, 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 and that, and if, if you said, no, I could do better then do better. Yeah. Then do better. Like yeah. today, right now. Here's like, so with, like press pause yeah. and go do better. Like with the guys I was with last night, we had this similar conversation. Like, look, man, everybody around this table has got problems just like you. But we also have decided, most of us, we're not going to stay that way. So come on, join us. Let's go. Yeah. Like, we can do that. Yeah. So, I mean, as I say out loud, yeah. If, if, today, if today was the day I met Christ, I, I think job well done. I mm. think that's the solution I would get. But I don't rest on my laurels either because I know there's no such thing as sitting still. You, you never sit still. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. And I don't want to go backwards. So the only other the only other answer I have the only other known uh, known result is that I have to go forward. Mm-hmm. I can't go backwards. And so, while today uh, I'm okay with where I'm at, I have to I have to keep moving forward, even if I don't want to. Was it was it Winston Churchill that said, "If you're going through hell, keep moving." 
It was, I believe so. Probably. It's like, um, dude was, that's one of my heroes, man. Like for a lot of reasons, but one of them was in the morning, he would sleep till noon. He would work till 4 a.m., sleep till noon, eat an English fry breakfast every morning or every noon. <laughs> he did a lot of other things. It was yeah interesting, but. Uh, they, they named a cigar cut based off, yeah. of, based off of him. Well, he smoked cigars. He <laughs> smoked cigars in Parliament. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, I'm Winston Churchill. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want, yeah. wherever I'm at. Like, yeah, they named an entire cut off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I think when we're in these difficult places, sometimes there have been times in my life where I've been so tired and weary that I just didn't care anymore. So I think about some of my friends in these groups that I've mentioned. Is like they're so tired. What can we do to say, come on, man, let's go. But but to your point, they got to want to come. Yeah. They got to want to go. And sometimes, sometimes it's, sometimes we care more for other people than they care for themselves. And when that's the case, there's nothing we can do. If Jesus can't move and motivate them, you're sure not. I'm sure not. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're not the person you want to be, uh, start today trying to be that person. If, mm-hmm. If that's good, if right there. today was your last day, and you couldn't look at, you couldn't you you would feel embarrassed looking at the Savior, mm. then you have to change something. Yes, that's good. You just you have to. Yeah. If not, it, oh, I guess have to is not really uh, the word of relevance there. You can if you want to. It's optional. It's optional. And I can tell you, as we know, someday. The world's going to get worse than it is. You're going to have to decide if you're a follower of Jesus or not. Mm-hmm. Let this be a good a good uh, wake up call. Yeah, like a good check in call. That yeah, if you're not where you want to be, you can be that. You can be whoever you want to be today through Christ. You know, I think you said something a while. I don't. Oh, who? Oh, uh, you said. You said. You can be whoever you want to be. It was like hitting the mark. Whoever you want to be, you can be. And if you don't do anything, then then that's what you wanted. Like if whatever I aim at, I'm going to yeah. hit. Yeah, it's a, it's you, an old it's an old Chinese parable. Yeah, whatever. If, if you aim for nothing, you'll always hit. Yeah, it. that that I couldn't remember the words, but I've heard you say that several times. It's sort of like that, like what we're talking about. Like you can you can what do you what are you aiming at? What do mm-hmm. you want to do? Yeah. If you aim for nothing, you're always going to hit it. Mm. So I guess this wraps up the series. It does. It does. Okay. Well, I, I, I suppose uh, we we should finish the episode then. Well, let's do it. Okay. Well, hey, 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 fa- hey, check us out on fatherseekers.org. Uh, we've got some updating things about uh some exciting stuff happening in the future and we are looking forward to announce those things and bring you in the loop on those things yeah keep going to fatherseekers.org uh, get updates on yep. on podcast postings videos that are posting um informational one bites that you could use to better your life yeah. or better the life of somebody around you yep. um if you like the podcast write write uh write a review for us um Reviews, we don't have a lot, if, if I don't know if any right now, yeah. 
So I would enjoy a review. People text me their reviews and say, yeah, bro, yeah, would do, you write just, it on the thing? Do the stars and do the, yeah. the thumbs ups or yeah. do the follows and do the subscribes and write us a review because ultimately that's how traction's ganged. And uh, yeah. the traction of this podcast is really the, the end game is to bring the gospel of Jesus to, to as many human beings as, as physically possible. Yeah. And in this regard, it's to as many men as physically possible. And we do that by you know, just getting traction. Yeah. So that's the mission of this podcast. Hey, yeah. stay up to date. Like, like pastor Barry says, uh, fatherseekers.org. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you guys again. Keith at fatherseekers.org, Barry at fatherseekers.org. Thanks. Thanks.